Hi, you're listening to Bluffs, Brooks, and Byways, a podcast highlighting the best of Northeast Iowa. I'm your host and producer, Morgan Thias, the communication and outreach specialist for Northeast Iowa Resource Conservation and Development, also known as RCD. We are a small nonprofit that serves seven counties in Iowa Alamakee, Buchanan, Chickasaw, Clayton, Fayette, Howard, and Winnishik in addition to byways that travel through Jackson, Jones, and Delaware counties. Our mission is to recognize opportunities and provide leadership to make Northeast Iowa a vibrant, place-based model for the nation. We love the people and places that make Northeast Iowa unique and special. Welcome back to all of our listeners. I'm your host, Morgan, and we're headed to the river to talk with the Driftless Area Wetland Center. To quote their website, the Driftless Area Wetland Center is a nature center nestled among the bluffs of Northeast Iowa, just up the road from the Mississippi River in Marquette, Iowa. The Driftless Area Wetland Center provides a fun and interactive educational experience for families, school groups, and vacationers of all ages through nature exploration and discovery. Their goal is to connect people to the natural world and empower them to positively impact their local environment. With us today, we have Alicia Malarkey, the Director and Education Coordinator for the Wetlands Center. Welcome. Why don't you start by introducing yourself? So, yeah, like you said, my name is Alicia. Uh, I have been working here for about five years. Uh, my husband and I live in Marquette, and we love this area. I was fortunate to get this job five years ago and have loved it ever since. Um, I have a background in conservation biology, and I get to do what I love, which is great. Um, I have two kids in the area, so it's, it's a nice place to be, like, as far as, um, living amongst the Northeast Iowa bluffs and having a lot of areas to explore, but also getting to, like, teach people here. Right, doing Center. what you love and not a far drive to work, right? right? It's pretty close. Yep, pretty nice. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, I didn't know where the Driftless Area Wetland Center was when I started. It really is nestled in the bluffs here. Can you start off by telling the audience where you guys can be found? We are located along Highway 18, just west of Marquette. We're technically within Marquette city limits on the south side of the road. We have a lot of people driving by here that say, you know, I saw this building, but I never stopped. I didn't even know what you had here. So it is hard to like see that there, what all there is from the road. So we're, we're right outside of Marquette, near McGregor, across the river from Prairie du Chien. Like as you're coming across the bridge, you're on Highway 18. So if you just stay on that road, we're just maybe a quarter mile away and you can look for the building, a big parking lot. If you've ever been to Prairie, Marquette, or McGregor, you probably have passed the Wetlands Center. Right, you probably have, yes. <laughs> so how many employees work here? We have myself and my coworker Jan. So there are two of us. She's seasonal and part-time. And then this last summer, we had an intern working with us. Awesome. Well. Can you explain to our audience what the Driftless Area Wetlands Center is and your mission? We are basically a nature and community center. We are owned and operated by the city of Marquette, which is a little different than most nature centers in Iowa, so this little town. And it was built initially just to highlight what's unique here in this area of the state and really bring people 
to the area and also provide good quality of life, different things to do for people that live in the community. We try to focus our programs and everything we do around that is building from the community, really offering programs for the schools, for the local kids in the direct area, but then also serving people just visiting the area. Maybe they're going through on vacation and looking for something to do to get you know, an experience of what, what this area is all about. We get a lot of people from campgrounds coming in. A lot of what we do here is hands-on experiential. Our actual nature center is not huge. We have kind of the one main education room, but we do have bathrooms, which is nice. But we really focus on what we can do outside and what we can bring outside in to explore further. We really focus, like that brings us back to our mission where we're really just trying to connect people to the natural world. And then hopefully by that, making those connections then we empower them to make good decisions about how, you know, conservation and, and how they treat their local environments. Interesting. So the Nature Center is owned by the city of Marquette. Mm -hmm. Are most other centers owned by like the county conservation? I would say county conservation boards are primarily in Iowa. Okay, um, interesting. So with that, your location and your mission, it pretty much sums up the name of the center. But do you want to explain how the center got its name and a little bit about the history? The name, the Driftless Area Wetland Center. So the Driftless Area comes from where we're located here in Northeast Iowa. We're in the Driftless Area, which basically means that we're in this little section of the world that wasn't touched by the glaciers. Driftless area comes from that, and that can be sort of abstract for people to understand the word driftless area, but basically means we have these deep valleys, big bluffs, and especially along the Mississippi River here, uh, we have a lot of spring-fed creeks um, and a lot of great trout fishing for, the, for that reason. We have a lot of sinkholes and karst topography, just a lot of different features that you don't see in other parts of the state and it really characterizes this area. That's part of the reason for the name is just our location. We, you know, here people, a lot of people come to McGregor, Marquette, Prairie area to experience the Drifts area, especially if you're from Iowa. Driving into, I know I'm from South Central Iowa, so driving into Northeast Iowa, it's a whole different experience than um, other areas in Iowa. I remember telling my husband, like, holy cow, that you live here? Like, I didn't even know this existed. So. People don't even think that it's Iowa when they get up here in this area. It's incredible. Right, right. And so folks nestled into Wisconsin or, you know, they're a little more accustomed <laughs> yes. to the Driftless area a little more. Um, but yeah, we do a lot of education about the Driftless area and what it means, and, you know, why we have the topography we have and the habitats that we have and everything like that. And the other part of that was when the nature, when the Driftless Area Wetland Center was built, we got an Iowa Great Places grant to do that. And part of that was really building on our local features here, you know, to um, highlight the area and what's unique. And so that was part of why it became the Driftless Area Wetland Center and why some of our focus is on educating people about the Driftless Area. And then the other part of the name is the Wetland Center. So we have a series of wetlands down in this valley. Uh, we are along the Mississippi River, but also we're at the confluence where the Bloody Run um, stream uh, comes into the Mississippi River here. And so we've got this big valley here and, and a ton of different wetlands. And so we do a lot of education about um, the importance of wetlands and uh, what kinds of wetlands we have and what they really, how they serve us and the wildlife around here. I'm grateful to work in a wetland because it's 
just such a diverse ecosystem. Like we can do so much in a wetland as far as education because there's so much wildlife that uses it. Like yesterday I was out watching the red-winged blackbirds. We're just, they're on their migration route, but like by the thousands just coming into the wetlands. It was a really cool oh, wow. experience. Our goal is to kind of share those experiences with, with yeah. others. So. so when was the center built? It was built in 2012 and I think opened in 2013. That's exciting. You'll have to have a big party for yeah, your 10th right? anniversary. <laughs> yep. So you mentioned one of your main goals being environmental education and being in the wetland and being in the driftless area. There's a lot of opportunity for that. Can you talk about the programs that you offer? Yeah, absolutely. We do a lot of programming throughout the year. We do both the adult and youth program. Our primary focus probably over the last few years has been youth programming, kind of filling a niche just in this direct area where um, we're finding um, families with young kids or um, people who are looking for an opportunity to have like experiential learning, like hands-on. And so we have this great spot down here just below the highway where we only have a few acres. So we are not like Pikes Peak or Effigy Mounds where there are like thousands of acres to hike. But there's a lot you can do just on our little trails here. And, and it's a safe place for families to come and bring their kids and just have them be able to like run free and explore, and we help them in that exploration. So we will go out and dip in the pond and find <laughs> critters with them. But so our programming has really revolved around um, what can we do that highlights what people might find here, specifically in Marquette or Northeast Iowa. What can we do to help them connect to nature? So a lot of our programs are, we do a wetland explorer program, which is in the summertime, it's a for kids of all ages to come and we do different activities each week and explore. Maybe we're looking at searching for tadpoles and looking at the life cycle of a frog, or maybe we're looking, we're doing a bird walk and searching for bird nests or finding, you know, different, different things we can look for. Or maybe we're looking for fossils because there's, there's so many different kinds of fossils we can find. So we do a lot of those. And then our wetland explorer program also extends. We have a nature talk program for preschoolers so that they can just come and be out. It's kind of like an, not a forced kindergarten, but you know, kind of being outdoors um, for that period and really just let, letting them explore. So we focus a lot on inquiry-based learning where we follow the kids and get excited with them. And, you know, instead of us dictating and saying, you know, here's what we're going to learn about today. Like, hey, what's happening outside? And let's, let's let them ask the let questions. Them ask and, the questions. Yep. Yeah. The Wetland Explorer program has been a great program for community and local kids. We also offer summer and winter day camps, which are also very hands-on and inquiry-based. Like the kids, we have a huge list of things that we can do and the kids get to pick what we do. It's not like we set the, mm -hmm. set the days for them. We do a lot of like nature nights where we'll have different activities. Maybe it's a firefly um, picnic or a owl hike. We did a bug bio blitz one time where we set out, uh, this last year where we set out um, lights and saw what bugs would come at night. So a lot of nature-based programs there. We also offer field trips for schools and we do an after-school program with our local MFL Marmac school district. So that gets those kids out for eight weeks. They come once a week grades K through six and we have like 85 kids coming and exploring after school and, and seeing what they can find. Yesterday they found a leopard frog and a green frog and some other <laughs> minnows. It was very exciting. So and then another program we started where we started working with this year is with the University of Iowa. We uh, worked with the MFL Marmark School District to um, implement the School of the Wild which is kind of like um, 
taking a summer camp and sticking it in the school year and so that all the kids get to be exposed to it. And so for four days, they were outside learning. Some of them were here with us at the Wetland Center. Other groups were over at Bloody Run County Park and they were learning about forestry and streams and wetlands and rotating between. So that was a really cool program um, to get going. And then we have events like um, Astronomy Night is one of our big ones, um, Welcome Spring, um, Dino Day is a favorite <laughs> for the little kids, uh, trout fishing clinics, we have like um, nature crafting for Christmas sort of a thing. So just a variety of different programs and events that usually focused around families, but we also have adult programs. We've had concerts out here. We have Hawk Watch each year in October, so John Stravers comes and gives presentations on his research. So it's pretty cool. We get to see a wide variety of different yeah, that is really cool. There's so many things to do and see, it seems like. You kind of covered a lot with schools, but mm -hmm. is it only for private groups? Like if I wanted to come, can I set up a tour and do something along those lines? Right, absolutely. So anybody can schedule a tour. We've got our like information on our website. You can call or email. Normally you can just stop in and during our open hours and we'll go take you out to the dock and find critters in the wetland, we'll look for frogs or tadpoles <laughs> or what have you. So if you're interested, like we had recently a homeschool group or just anybody that's interested in, you maybe if we've had families just say, hey, we want to come and see what this is all about. And yeah, you can schedule it out and we can awesome. uh, make sure we're here. We also show The Mysteries of the Driftless, the documentary up on the big screen here. So anybody that's coming through that, you know, has a lot of questions about the Driftless area, that's a great resource for them to Cool. So that kind of covers some of the recreation, but I know you just talked about docks and catching tadpoles and that sort mm -hmm. of thing. What else does it include in terms of recreation? So most of our recreation is just getting outdoors and especially for kids playing. We do have some trails here that are our nature play trail that is probably like maybe quarter to half a mile long. Um, so we don't have extensive tra trail systems quite like Effigy Mounds or Pikes Peak, but I feel like the nice thing is we're a complement, so we can point people in the right directions as far as if they won't, you know, if they want to go on a longer If that's hike, something that that's, they're wanting to do, you know, exactly. Where, where you can go, we're right next to Bloody Run County Park, so there's just a huge diversity of um, areas you can go to from here. Um, long term, we would like to hook these, our trails and us up to, one would be the city of Marquette, so we could hike that direction down to the river and then um, over to Bloody Run County Park which is just a couple miles, not even a couple miles up the road. Um, and so we're hoping in the future to have more recreation as far as like walking trails, but probably hiking and, and just learning about the local environment is probably the, the biggest. That would be so have. cool to have those trails go to those locations to yes. tie it all together. Yes, it would tie everything together really well. We are right next to Bloody Run. Like literally I can, if I, the, the train car wasn't there, I could see it, but it's on the other side of the trail railroad tracks and it's four wide there. So it's really very difficult to get across the tracks there. So if we, in the future, um, are able to get a trail system that will hook up to that, that'd be incredible. Right. Really. So you talked a little bit about the trails and I think it's a play trail is what yep. you called it. So where did that idea come from or do kids really enjoy that? Oh yeah. So um, the idea came from when I came on um, as a director, uh, several of our board members at the time and who are now part of our friends group really wanted to find ways for kids to be able to explore outside even if the nature center wasn't open um, what more can we do on the area that we have and so that's when we decided to we got a grant from Wellmark to put in the trail 
Um, it's a gravel trail, but with little play features along the way. Um, and part, some of the ideas came from like Nature Explore. Yeah, it was really initiated by our volunteers and our board members and um, man, the kids love it. It has been the greatest addition to this place because we just, they, the kids, it's just phenomenal to watch them just play because it's not a huge area. It's huge to them. It's probably not huge to us, but parents can feel safe and just let their kids play and go to the play areas. We have several different features. We have a nature, natural playscape. So there's logs to climb and rocks. They build forts. Um, they have these little areas through the trail that they, they hide in. Um, we've got dirt digging piles, fossil dig areas, and then they can go down the trail and they'll find we've got a sandbox with buried fossils in it that they can dig through. And then we've got a mud kitchen for them and like an art uh, area for them, uh, which is definitely a favorite of the kids. Um, where they just, we have pots and pans out there and just the very basic things what they create and just, I mean. Just they, love it. They just love it. We also have a little swinging bridge that goes across the valley here and just the little kids, they love going across that. Mm -hmm. And um, that's our kind of a historic tie-in. Tie they used to have a swinging bridge. This actually used to be where they had the railroad roundhouse and the railroad yards for Marquette and it was heavily used by the railroad, all kinds of buildings. And a lot of the railroad workers used to work, live up in the bench in Marquette. And so, and they would walk across Bloody Run along this swinging bridge. And so that swinging bridge doesn't exist anymore, but we put this one in to try to, to <laughs> you know, kind that. of mimic it. So it's kind of fun for us. Um, we also have a little, the creek here. We were able to tap into an artesian well and we can pump water um, down the rocks that go down from the building into the wetland and so the kids can play in that little stream and it's fun they come and they get their buckets for the mud kitchen and <laughs> take it back get the water to take back and then down below we have the wetland dock so they can explore the wetland we've got dipping nets we've got insect nets anything they would need to really explore and and find different critters we find dragonfly larva that's always the exciting thing they're like whoa we didn't know dragonflies lived in the water before they were adults just all kinds of hands-on stuff and we keep that stuff right you know anybody can come and the outdoor areas are open year-round from sunrise to sunset so we can come and play you don't have to come necessarily when the building's open we have a bathroom on the back side of the building that is available people can come and enjoy it even if we're not here <laughs> that sounds cool i think i want to stay yeah. and hang out so your center also features a visitor center of course um can you tell us about some of the exhibits inside sure so we have what i call the exhibits on wheels because our our nature center also serves as a community center so when we have big programs or even people can rent it out um, we have to clear it out but we have a lot of cool exhibits and one exciting thing about our exhibits is we recently just got a uh, a grant from a Mississippi Gaming Corporation to redo or add to our exhibits. So we're really excited about that for awesome. the upcoming year. But yeah, we have a lot of exhibits about maps of the Driftless area and helping people to understand karst topography, um, which is characteristic in the here in the Driftless area. We have a geology collection from our local geologist, um, Phil Burgess. He will do some of our programming. He'll do hikes with us. We'll go out to Pikes Peak and he'll hike with us and tell us about the geology of Pikes Peak. And then also he'll just walk with us in the dry creek bed and identify pretty much anything you pick up. He can tell you the story behind it and 
like what it is and the scientific terms. So it's really impressive, but he has donated his part of his collection, which is incredible because it's all local driftless. I mean, it's all, you know, stuff from the driftless area mm -hmm. and really unique features. We've got a stromatolite, which is like ancient blue green algae. <laughs> like, Whatever that yeah, is. It's, it's <laughs> like this plume. Uh, yeah, blue green algae. It's, um, yeah, so we explained some of that, <laughs> the geology and how this used to be a shallow ocean in this area and what, why you can find coral fossils here. So those are pretty neat exhibits. We also have ducks on a stick. So that's interesting. I know people are like, why are they on a stick? But they were initially, U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service had the visitor center in between McGregor and Marquette. And when they had to close that, they were looking for a home for these because they didn't have a, as big of a visitor center anymore. So it's really neat to see the variety of um, different kinds of ducks you can find in the area and mm -hmm. male comparing males and females up close and we can we do a lot of programming with them because you know what are their identifying features what makes ducks what are some adapt adaptations they have how do you tell if it's a duck sort of thing we've got diving ducks puddle ducks and all kinds of stuff we can do with them and it's a wetland center so the ducks are good yeah it makes sense feature. we've got a lot of um, taxidermy with different wildlife you can find in the area including like of woodpeckers, we've got an osprey, trumpeter swan. Um, the kids' favorites are probably the otter and the beaver. A lot of people are like, I didn't know a beaver was that big. And muskrat. We also have live animals, which are probably the favorite among the kids at least. That's uh, what I was gonna ask. What's the most <laughs> what's popular? The popular one. So yeah, they always will run to the they will always run to the live animals. So We've got a few turtles, just different na animals that are native to the area that we might find. And we also have just kind of rotating things. Like the kids find something in the in the wetland, we'll bring it up for a little bit, for a couple days, and then it'll go back home <laughs> just to show people. But um, or people find things in the parking lot. Like recently, one of our after-school program kids, he found a baby snapping turtle in the parking oh lot. Oh my goodness. Which was super fun. So we've got a salamander and a garter snake crayfish, painted turtle, map turtle. The, those are probably the favorite of the kids. They just love, they love feeding them. That's like number one thing for kids to do is like feed the, feed the animals. Oh my like goodness. The worms or whatever. What is your favorite exhibit? My favorite exhibit is, um, gosh, that's hard. The, the other part is the nature nook. So that might be my favorite just because we recently added it this year and it's just been such a dynamic space. Um, it's just a kid corner. It just used to be where we stored our chairs, but kids love it. We've got all the different wildlife puppets and books that they can reference. Like if they go out and find a frog, there are books in there they can come back in and flip through and idea it, figure out what it is. All kinds of just really hands-on play things they can do in there, building blocks, natural building blocks and scarves and animals. So life cycle, they get to learn about life cycles and stuff like that. So that's been a very dynamic space. I think the kids have really enjoyed having that. And probably, I mean, as far as favorites, like the geology collection is pretty cool because I know Phil and like, it's just amazing. Like I've learned so much just being here. Right, <laughs> yeah. From him. So we look forward to really kind of, um, giving our displays a fresh look and got a lot of hands-on stuff here. Maybe providing more panels for people to read and really telling the story of this place right. and how this came about and what we find here and why it's so interesting. So what are the hours for the visitor center? We are open Tuesday through Saturday from 11 to four. And outside of those hours, anybody can just email or call and um, we can Set up make a time. arrangements. To Is there any cost or it's always free? It's always free. 
Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So what did I miss? Are there any other questions or details that I've overlooked? Sure. Um, probably the one thing is that people are able to rent out the space, especially in the winter months when we don't have as much programming or um, different activities going on. But we wheel everything out and, and we rent the space out to community members, whether it's for a family dinner or a graduation party. or Very cool. Uh, so yeah. do you have any events coming up? I'm trying to think. We're, we're kind of working through our after-school program right now. Probably our next bigger event will be in early December with the like we do like crafting with nature making ornaments out of acorns and yeah and different so thank you so much Alicia for letting me come and chat about the Driftless Area Wetland Center I have really learned so much just by listening here but there's so much to learn by exploring and visiting here can you tell our audience how to connect with you or the center if you have any questions yeah, so we have a website that provides quite a bit of information or anything you might need, I think. Uh, you go, I think it's www.driftlessareawetlandcenter.com. We also have a Facebook page where we post all of most of our events and programs and kind of give up-to-date information on social media. I think we have an Instagram page as well. Otherwise, um, they can call. So the phone number here is 563-8. 733537. So, they, I, my email is found on the website. They can always email us and All right. ask questions. So. so, last but not least, is something I call rapid fire. Okay. I'm going to ask you some questions and you have to say the first thing that comes to okay. mind. Are you ready? Sure. What is your favorite winter activity? Ice skating. Favorite summer activity? Kayaking. Favorite meal or restaurant in Northeast Iowa? I like. Well, I like sandwiches from By the Spoonful. Oh, she does a good job. Yeah. <laughs> Iowa State or Iowa? Iowa. I went to University of Iowa. So. Kayak <laughs> or canoe? Kayak. TJ's Pizza or Mabe's Pizza? I would say TJ's just because they're closer probably. <laughs> Casey's or Quickstar? Oh, uh, a little bit of both. Uh-oh. My husband would be Quickstar and I'd probably be Casey's. But <laughs> <laughs> Last but not least, what is the best part of working at the center? Uh, uh, just the people I get to work with, the kids, the local families, just people coming through. People, just for sure. People. And the people and getting to connect with the outdoors is pretty awesome. Yes. That is all that I have today. Thank you so much for hanging out with me and to the staff of the Driftless Area Education Center for helping answer all the questions, but more importantly, making sure everything runs smoothly for when guests come to visit. You can learn more about the center online and on social media. You can find the links that we've discussed in our show notes, along with links to the River Bluff Scenic Byway page and several other podcast episodes. We strongly encourage you to submit ideas, ask questions, or connect with us. If you're interested in chatting with me or someone else on the Byway or our C&D team, we would love to hear from you. Tune in every week for new episodes highlighting business development, recreational activities, historic locations, natural resources, and of course, helpful hints to make your trip along the byway an incredible one. You can also find us on Facebook, online at northeastiowarcd.org, or by contacting our office in Postville. A special thank you to the staff at RCD in Postville and the Byway coordinators all across Iowa for helping make this podcast possible. 
Thank you again for listening to Bluffs, Brooks, and Byways. And remember, adventure awaits and the byway can take you there.